Welcome, and thanks for listening to Texas Tech Health Check from Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I'm your host, Melissa Whitfield. We want you to get healthy and stay healthy with help from evidence-based advice from our physicians, healthcare providers, and researchers. In this episode, we spoke to Dr. John Griswold. He is a Texas Tech Physicians Surgeon, Director for the TTUHSC Clinical Research Institute, and Medical Director for the University Medical Center Burn Center. Sepsis is the number one cause of death in hospitals, cause for hospital readmissions and healthcare cost. One in five deaths worldwide is associated with sepsis. Up to 50% of sepsis survivors suffer from long-term physical and or psychological effects. 40% of cases are children under five years. This is all according to the Global Sepsis Alliance. You might be wondering, what is sepsis? That's what Dr. Griswold explains to us in this episode and why it's important to pay attention to the signs of sepsis and get immediate medical attention. Welcome to our podcast, Dr. Griswold. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your expertise and what you do at the Health Sciences Center? Well, I've been uh, with the Health Science Center for over 30 years. I have two responsibilities. Uh, the first is that I'm the medical director of the Regional Burn Center here at Texas Tech and University Medical Center, our teaching hospital. And the second thing I'm responsible for is I'm the executive director of the Clinical Research Institute, which is an institute that supports all of the Health Science Center uh, in doing clinical or human-related research. So you're here to talk to us about sepsis. What is sepsis? Well, sepsis, first of all, is a, a worrisome, scary thing. It starts with an infection, usually from some kind of germ that uh, invades the body. But it's the body's response to that germ, not the germ itself, that causes sepsis. And our, our body responds so strongly to these germs that are getting into our system that it actually gets out of control. And that response is so aggressive that it begins to hurt our vital organs. And by doing that, it has a very high chance of killing us if it's not treated aggressively. What are the symptoms? Well, that's also an interesting question because the symptoms are not real specific. It's usually fever. So temperature or fever is uh, a common thing. Patients feel sick. They have muscle aches. They may have stomach pains or may feel nauseated. It also affects the, their mentation, how they're thinking. It can make them confused or very anxious or worried for no reason. And it progresses very rapidly to the point where if someone isn't seen by a physician quickly, they could die. You discuss some of the symptoms. Are there other symptoms for it? They're, they're not very specific, and that's the problem. People uh, don't realize how sick they are, or a loved one doesn't realize how sick a family member is until it makes it uh, almost too late. Who is at risk for sepsis? The first thing you would put on that list is someone who is has chronic ill health or is not healthy normally, especially with problems that affect the immune system, like diabetes. Patients who are diabetic have increased risk to getting an infection. Patients with cancer, 
patients with certain medications like steroid medicines to help you breathe, those, all of those situations that lower our immune function, our immune capability to fight off these germs puts us at risk. But most importantly, everyone needs to realize that it can affect a very normal person. Actually, one out of five people that have sepsis are normal and healthy. They don't have any risk, risks or any diseases that puts them at risk. What should we do if we suspect we have sepsis? Uh, seek medical attention quickly. Um, for every minute, every hour that passes that someone has sepsis, it makes it harder and harder to treat and harder and harder to save their lives. How do you treat sepsis? It's complicated, but it starts with supporting the body. And it's complicated because we may not know where the sepsis is coming from or where the infection started, and we don't have time to investigate that. We have to start the treatment at the same time we're trying to figure that part out. And so the, the treatment is really starting IVs and giving a lot of IV fluids because the patients oftentimes are very, very dehydrated. Obviously, since it's caused mostly by germs, we start very strong antibiotics to attack those germs. Um, but oftentimes, we have to put the patient in the ICU and use very special machines and other drugs that support the kidneys and the heart and the lungs to help the patient through the problem. Is this something that could clear up on its own? No. It is not something that you should wait at home or try home remedies to to uh, improve or get rid of, it has to. You have to get medical attention. Um, this is a very dangerous situation, and most treatments that you would have at home are not going to work. Are there any long-term problems associated with having had sepsis? Yes, unfortunately, about half of the patients that survive have long-term problems, and some of those problems are uh, inability, uh, losing strength, and not being able to to care for themselves, do normal activities of even dressing themselves or brushing their teeth or cooking for themselves. Those are mostly physical problems, but it can also affect the mind, the brain. And so uh, individuals have problems balancing their checkbook or their memory fails. Children that have sepsis that have survived sometimes can't move on in school because they can't handle some of the mental processes or the things that are necessary to, to do well in school. How can we prevent sepsis, and is it contagious? Well, as far as the prevention, let me take that part, that question first. Uh, really, certainly since the majority of people that get sepsis, four out of five, have some other health problem, making sure that that health problem is treated and cared for as best as possible, treating the diabetes, treating the high blood pressure, any of those things that can put us at risk need to be as controlled and treated as possible. Good hygiene. It's the washing our hands and bathing appropriately, just things that would, you know, be good to help prevent germs from uh, invading the body. Good eating habits and good nutrition plays a big role. And so making sure that someone is eating a balanced diet. Multivitamins can be important, especially vitamin C and vitamin D, and making sure that are taking a, a vitamin that has those specific vitamins mixed in there. There are some home remedies that people or non-vitamin-like uh, medicines or things that you can take. Echinacea seems to help prevent sepsis and zinc also. So those would be some of the natural 
things that you could take that will also help uh, prevent you from getting sepsis. You asked if it's contagious. Well, the infection that the patient or person has that caused the sepsis can be infectious, uh, contagious, but the actual sepsis is the body's response, so that part is not contagious. So you don't have to worry about when you're caring for a loved one, trying to get them to the emergency room or to the hospital, of you coming down with their sepsis. It's just the germ that they have may be infectious, but not the sepsis itself. Now, going back to that question, the first part, to be clear, this is just, these are things that people can do to prevent sepsis, not to treat it at home themselves. Yes, ma'am. That's very important. These are things that you can do to help you hopefully not get sepsis, but they're not going to get rid of the sepsis once it starts. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I I just want uh, the listeners to take this seriously. This is a a very difficult disease, and even when they get um, medical care, one out of five people that develop sepsis worldwide will die, even in the best of care. So it's a very serious thing. It um, progresses rapidly, makes people very sick, and it's not something to take lightly. Don't think that this is not going to happen to me or this, that a loved one, if they're not seeming normal or they look really sick, they just need to get to a medical facility or to a doctor to be checked for sepsis. Well, thank you for ta- talking to us about sepsis and explaining what it is. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Texas Tech Health Check. Next week, we will hear from Dr. John Culberson on something that happens to all of us, aging. Yes, we all age, but we should still strive for healthy aging. This information is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek immediate medical advice from your physician or your healthcare provider for questions regarding your health or medical condition. Texas Tech Health Check is brought to you by Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center and produced by Tierra Castillo, Susana Cisneros, and me, Melissa Whitfield. Music